god, what a tune, if I do say so myself. Great Such one. a good tune. Great tune to, for our nice, our mini comeback. This is much, much smaller than our last comeback. We took a week off. But uh, I think we're going to have a good podcast because we have many things to talk about, including mm-hmm. Anthony's trip to, uh, trip to ASU, which happened. We were and we also have Scott Town with us. Well, of course. I mean, I was getting to that. <laughs> but, I mean, you have to build up like to what's really going to make this podcast awesome. It's true. Gotta, Gotta save the best on. for last. A couple people might have just turned it on. Well, no, they can't turn it off. They know Scott's on. Like they hear, they hear Scott Tomans on the podcast. They're like, whew. And they got to hear about how ASU put the pound into the Mizzou. Okay. Whooped their ass up and down. It, it was a damn good game. I called it. It, Did was I not a, it was not a pounding, though. So, okay. Anthony, first of all, mm-hmm. your. Uh, just what what did you think of ASU? Um, it was like I, I want to say it was different than I expected it to be. I never really never really been to Arizona, mm-hmm. so um, what, Tempe Tempe was definitely interesting to see. So like, are you talking about, like the desert climate or like the desert look yeah. rather? Yeah, and it's real interesting how, for instance, when we went on the floats, which. Mm-hmm. We can talk about it in a little bit. Yep. How different Scottsdale is compared to Tempe. Oh yeah, Scottsdale is very. I mean, but then again, we didn't go to like Mesa or anywhere else. But it's it's the same thing happens with like going down. Like Tempe's much nicer than uh, some other places. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's pretty. It's but, pretty desert like. Mm-hmm. Scott, I don't know if you've been to uh, Arizona or a desert place, but uh, a desert place. But um, <laughs> the one thing I've always thought was just amazing about uh, Arizona is how, like, the roads are all perpendicular to each other. Now, the highways are. The highways go every which way, but the roads are all, like, just north and south or east and west. Yeah, it's I super mean, grid-like. Mm-hmm. Isn't that just how streets are? No, because, I mean, think of Big Bend in St. Louis. That thing curves all over the place. Like, uh... Oh, yeah, okay. But, like, Scott, like, it's not, like... I'm, I'm talking north and south like it's actually north and south. It's not like in Missouri you'll oh. have one road that goes like, you know, northeast, you know, and it's going in a straight line, yeah. but it goes like northeast rather than in, – in Arizona, it, it's, like, it's like a – They were laid like, out that way. Mm-hmm, because it's, all, it's so flat that there's no reason to, you know, make curves yeah. or turns. I mean, yeah, that's – I mean, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And it's huge. That's the other thing is that the fact that it's such a, uh, you know – Big, it's such a flat desert. There's so much room, and I think Phoenix is like the sixth or fifth uh, biggest metropolitan area in the country. Yeah, but anyway, fuck, fuck Phoenix. Sorry, fuck Phoenix. Anthony, get back to <laughs> ASU. And it was nice that it wasn't super hot there, especially compared to telling you, you telling me what it was before we got there. Mm-hmm. It rained the uh, yeah. the the day we came in before we came in, and it was how much how much did the temperature drop? Do you think? Oh, it dropped like twenty degrees. It's the desert. I mean, yeah, it was nice. So that was good. Um, ASU. Let's see. It was interesting how it was. Com- it was interesting comparing the campus of ASU to Mizzou. It's a very different, very different setup. Yeah, v- extremely different. Extremely different. How so? I mean, um, 
Well, I mean, I feel like there's a lot more student housing around campus, there, and there's a ton of huge apartment buildings like the View that's really close <laughs> to campus. Did you? Where we Anthony, have a couple Anthony, of those. Hold on but, a second. Well, we're, by the way, we're going to talk about Daniel Tosh uh, coming to ASU, but did you notice the View and <laughs> yeah, the Tosh point party. out? Yep. the pool party. Yep, yeah. that was the View. That was the View. I thought that was pretty funny. Mm. But I was like, "Hey, I was there a week ago? Yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah." But uh, the, the the difference, Scott, between ASU and Mizzou is like Mizzou's like a college town, and like everything, like the buildings are you know kind of older, and they're like I, I don't know, it's it's hard. You can't really tell what's campus and what's not campus, at least in my opinion. Mm-hmm. In certain areas, you can mm-hmm. like where like the SRC is at Mizzou. Like obviously, you can tell there that you know it's dormitories and everything. But ASU, mm-hmm. it's it, it's like a it's in a square like mile. ASU is a square mile, but it's all campus. It's impossible to not recognize it as campus. There's no roads, really. There's a couple places where roads can kind of go in, but there's no roads on campus. So, The partying etiquette is definitely different down there, too. I mean, it might have just been the parties that we went to with mm. you, but at yeah, Mizzou... Yeah, you, you got a kind of a look, but not really. At Mizzou, there's, like... Rarely, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't say rarely, but for the most part, the party, the host of the party isn't going to supply you with drinks, whereas mm. both parties we went to. Well, I mean, drinks. it's not, it's never always like, actually, I don't know. I mean, you have to pay sometimes, obviously, but most parties are oh. like that. Most parties, if you, if you just pay, you know, $5 for a cup or whatever it is, it's usually like that. I mean, I'm, I've been to plenty where you have to, you know, bring your own beer, as the term goes, but... BYOB? Yeah, the BYOB. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. Interesting. But Anthony did get to see uh, his fair share of bros. I did. And I saw some tanks. I saw some tanks. <laughs> There's a lot of bros out there. Yeah. Sadly, we got to the... Well, I mean... Drew is telling me, and his roommates and everyone are telling me, we had we had to wait in line to get in the game, and they said that it was the biggest line they've ever seen for a football game. Oh, yeah, definitely. This was, yeah. like, a huge deal at ASU. Mm-hmm. We, had, we got there, when did we get there? Like, like an, an hour, hour before the game? and 20 minutes before. No, hour and 15, I'd say. Yeah, and how long did we have to wait to get in? Like, at least 45, 50 minutes. We got yeah, there right awful. as the game was, like, right as the intro Shoot. was starting, which is very rare. You know that I mean that's that's surprising and kind of a similar thing happened to me. I went to the Rams Eagles game, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I I got there. You know, game started at twelve. I get it was twelve oh five when it started or whatever. Mm-hmm. I guess right. Yeah, yeah. Tw- it was it was noon when it started. So I get there at eleven fifteen. I did not get to my seat until twelve fifteen. A because they had added security, you know, at all NFL games, mm-hmm. and B because it's like their first time around. People don't know what what in the world they're doing, you know. Yeah. So literally every entrance, it was like I remember like uh, Broadway was like shut down on both sides because of those entrances, and I literally stood in line for like forty five minutes. It was just Ooh, that's crazy. Insane. That was the nice yeah. part about when the Rams sucked is when you got to go to the games, you could just walk right in. You could get a great seat yeah. if you just walked down. But, and what sucks is that I waited that long, and, and I, I hate because I love seeing the intros, you know. Oh yeah, and especially for the home opener. The home opener is a big oh, deal, yeah. like. You know, to see the intros, it's like a brand new year. Everybody's excited. You know yeah. It just, but I get before, like, with eight minutes left in the fourth, like, the whole stadium was, like, empty. I stayed to the last minute. 
because I'm a true Rams fan. Yeah, exactly. You have to. <laughs> you have to. Even even with AJ Feely coming in at the end of the game, that was a little hard <laughs> to watch. But uh, Anthony, I, I Anthony, and what. Nick were getting a little angry at me. They're getting Why? a little antsy because I, I wasn't getting angry. The game. Was it Nick? Nick just being a negative Nancy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, naturally. <laughs> But yeah, he. I think he was complaining. He's like, the game's out of hand. I'm like, gotta gotta stick around and watch it on my the shitty on, out, on my shitty laptop the- stream. I mean, I don't watch anything illegally. <laughs> I have the NFL package. That's what sucks about regional programming. It really does. We get fucking shitty games, like uh, fucking shitty games with a th- like the Cardinals. Yeah, the fucking Cardinals, Arizona. Cardinals. Yeah, it's it's bad news, Bears. But you know what? The Rams, we're, we're going to bounce back. We're 0-2. Uh, you know, we got the Ravens this weekend. It's going to be a tough game, but I think we're going to bounce back. We looked so good this past weekend, the first half. Our offense looked so good well, we until we got to the red zone. Offense. And, we dude, Denario, man. I know. <laughs> I know. Super Denario Alexander. <laughs> he did make dude. some good catches. He, I will admit, he made some great catches. You know what? I cannot. Are we going to get into the whole Rams thing here? Now, uh, we, this... can, we can delve a little bit into Rams. I mean, I know everybody loves listening to Rams talk. I mean, <laughs> True. I, I love it. I, I just. This is one point I'm going to make, and I just cannot stand it. And I've. I, the Fairweather fans. It bothers me so much. We're two games into the season. Scott. People are like. Scott, Scott, Scott. You can't let Fairweather fans bother you. You can't, because they're always there's fair weather fans everywhere, everywhere. And in St. Louis, St. Louis is unfortunately, I mean, not unfortunately, I love the Cardinals, but St. Louis is a baseball town. We're always a baseball yeah. town first. That's not saying that we can't be a football town, because it, there's evidence we were a football town when the greatest show on turf was there. But yeah. I mean, if if we're bad, and especially for how terrible we were for those years. I mean, it, it's it's going to be hard to get fans back, but I mean, with Sam Bradford, young kid, I mean, I, I don't he know. looks really, he looks really he good. He looks good, man. I mean, the ladies love him. He made. <laughs> he a takes girl one cry. hell of initiative did we, did when we he talk steps about, on that field, and talk, I love it. Yeah, I don't know if we talked about this, but he made a girl cry. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. At the Chiefs game. Yeah, yeah. he uh, mm-hmm. the uh, Chiefs preseason game. He signed a girl's poster that said "Marry Me, Bradford." And she started bawling <laughs> uncontrollably. Only Sam Bradford can do that. Yeah, only. He's got Sam, star power. Sam Bradford and the cast of Glee. <laughs> That's about it. Shit. I would yeah. say Justin Bieber, but that just makes him pass out. That's just like too much hitting their brain all the at once. Just, Justin the Bieber! Like they're the brain like literally their heart. And they can't handle it. Yeah, their heart is like too. There's too much emotion going on. They just Way pass out and go into a coma. <laughs> Way too much for them to handle. Yeah, they have to, they have to show them li- or have them listen to like classic rock for them to wake up. I've got another little funny so Mizzou football tidbit for you. Anthony. Yeah, what's up? Guess who's in my management class? Not an idea. Tyler Gabbert. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and. And I, I didn't ask him this, but someone else had the balls to ask him why he's not playing football anymore. <laughs> and I thought, oh man! <laughs> and he was—I mean, he handled it pretty well. He was just like, "Oh, I'm just trying to get some credits out of the way before I go play somewhere else." And he wouldn't say where he was going to play. I don't think he's playing for Mizzou. 
No, no, he was. I mean, I know he. De- I mean, you know, like drop or not dropped out, but you know, left there, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was just kind of. It was a weird situation where I like cringed and I was like, ah, <laughs> yeah, it's kind ah, of an awkward, awkward situation. Yeah. <laughs> you don't ask him that question. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But. Well, I mean, it's like somebody's going to ask him eventually. It's, he can't really dodge it. It's not that big of a question. It's a common yeah. question. Hey, why aren't you playing football, man? It's, it's not I'm not trying to offend you. Just, hey, why aren't you playing football? Yeah. So I mean, he – I don't know. You know, Not that like – not like everyone knows who Tyler Gabbard is, but the few people that do. I mean, you know, there's – I think there's enough people out there who – like he walked into class and I didn't recognize him. But then we did like roll call, and Tyler and it was Tyler Gabber. I'm like, I, I mean, I, I was like, I know there's a slim chance, but is there any way it could be the same Tyler Gabber? <laughs> well, no, you know up, how many Tyler Gabberts there are in St. Louis. There's at least like <laughs> ten or eleven. <laughs> I, 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 I creeped hard, and I went and looked on uh, Rivals at his picture from like Mizzou, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, yeah, it was him. It was him. So. <laughs> Well, maybe he'll play for the Maryville uh, Bulldogs. Is that what yeah. it is? The Bulldogs? No, it's no, it's not the Bulldogs. Oh, let me think of it. Oh, uh, the Saints. There it is. Saint Bernards. The Saint Bernards. Oh, Saint see, Bernards. See, that's why I thought it was a Bulldog. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of a combination of your two your two answers. Yeah, yeah true. So, so I got it half right. <laughs> I'll give you credit. Mm-hmm. But uh. So uh, the other thing we can talk about since we're kind of still talking about uh, ASU is Daniel Tosh. Tosh Bonu oh, yeah. came to ASU last Thursday and the episode aired two days ago mm-hmm. for his uh, season premiere. And uh, it was a good time. It was fun. It, it, he did a little uh, – he's always been one of my favorite stand-ups uh, ever since I got a CD when it like, came out in like, 06 or something. But uh, he, he did like – and uh, he came out and did stand up, and I thought they were gonna have some other stand up do it because the announcer, he's like, uh, before Tosh, you know, before Daniel comes out for Tosh Point oh, blah blah blah, we're gonna have you know have the you a comedian come warm up the crowd, and I was like, oh, here comes either some com- writer for Tosh Point oh, or somebody from ASU, a stand up comedian from ASU. I'm like, all right, this will be interesting, and then they're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. like the greatest stand up in the world. Or one of the greatest stand-ups going, and I was like, uh, this is just like, it's the announcer's probably the stand-up comedian. I don't know. Uh, my stand-up brain was firing off, and then it was Daniel Tosh, and I was like, holy crap. And uh, he did some stand-up to warm up the crowd, then he came out and did the show. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it was pretty awesome. That's awesome. He did the Web Redemption uh, last, because that was the, he did his Web Redemption was the rapper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was a surprise. I did not know he was uh, there. <laughs> that was pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not, not not many people knew that video. It was kind of weird. It was a little uh, awkward. Because I think he played it last... He played it a season or two ago. I remember seeing that video on his show before. It was on his show? Mm-hmm, at some point. Yeah, because I, 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 ASU people, like, it's a different crowd. Anthony, I'm sure you kind of know by now. Like, it's a different type of people and like they didn't really definitely get, is they don't really get that you know they're like Ugh. and i i was cracking up as soon as he announced it he's like we're gonna uh tonight's web redemption is eli porter and <laughs> i i was like holy crap because i'm obviously if you haven't seen what it, people, you, what, look at eli porter the rapper it's great 
when you say it's a different crowd, I mean, I could imagine that it is, but mm. like in what way? Like describe it if you uh, can for me. It's uh, much simpler. It's simple humor. Simple. I'm not saying ASU is dumb or anything like that, but because I think it's such a majority and a, there's a lot of bros here, but <laughs> I think it's just a much simple, like, oh, humor, you know? Yeah. I don't know. But uh, they didn't. I was loving, I was loving all the uh, jokes he was making about how there's like all white people there. Yeah. How he, uh, the video where he burned, he burned gingers in a video. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, quite hysterical. But I thought it was, I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. It was a pretty good episode overall. Yeah. And there was. Like, what, was what was your favorite thing, Drew? I like I, I told you, I loved. Uh, he did a. Todd Glass's awful prank show. Now this is like the you know the stand up comedian fan in me saying this because I love Todd Glass. He's I guess he's friends with Daniel Tosh and he does this thing. It's kind of a joke on you know prank shows. Mm-hmm. And he did one in the uh, Sky. If you haven't seen it, he did it in the uh, student health center. <laughs> and uh, it was just it was a funny <laughs> bit. It was basically the girl like came up to him and she's like, I think I have herpes. And I, I don't know. It was funny. You have to you see just, it. Want, you have to just watch, watch it. it. Just yeah. watch it, people. I don't want to explain it. I can't explain and it. Don't ruin the joke. It'll ruin the joke, and you'll just never want to watch it ever again. You'll probably not even want to turn on your TV ever again just because it'll be that much of a ruin. I think my favorite thing was the tweet and greet. The tweet and greet where he met, met people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not. I wasn't there that day. <laughs> I think I was at home, but... I wonder how big that line was and how was, long... Well, I, I, I remember seeing waited. the news, something on the news on the the internet that one of the local news people did, and uh, they said that it was a huge, huge, huge crowd. Like, gigantic crowd. Well, yeah, they showed it on... I mean, they showed it on the show. They did a shot of the whole crowd. Yeah. So basically what the premise was is that he just tweeted his location and everybody that showed up got... 10 seconds to talk to him mm. or, you know, just, like, interact with him. Mm. It was pretty fun. But, uh, alright, that's enough about Daniel Tosh. Watch the episode, people. It's great. It's, it was his first live episode and the, my honest opinion is I, I still love him. He he was very nice the entire time, so that's great. Very fun. Yeah. Last awesome. last thing about last thing about Arizona, hmm. the, uh, the tanks, the isolation tanks. The isolation tanks. We can talk about that. Anthony, Got in the isolation tank for his mm-hmm. first time, mm-hmm. and uh, I want to know what your your impression is. I I heard your impression, you know, a day after, but obviously after a couple of weeks, you have to have a better, you know, opinion. Um, I mean, I really enjoyed it. Um, I don't really, I don't know what exactly was supposed to happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, nothing happens. That's yeah. the whole point. Well, yeah, but you know what I'm saying. I'm not. Ex- oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that was your first time. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, your exactly. first time. Yeah. Yeah, and so I laid in there, and at first I was just like, "All right," I was relaxing, and then eventually you can like slowly feel like everything, all the uh, like the water reaching your body temperature, and you can start mm-hmm. to feel like the isolationness, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. It went by pretty quick. The hour that we did it for seemed like it was half hour. So. Yeah. It went it does, by pretty quick. It does go by really quick. And uh, whenever I'm in there now, I, I immediately get the sensation after, like, laying in there for five minutes that I'm floating on, like, a cloud of air. 
and then that's but that's when I'm still feeling everything. And then I'll, I'll I, I'm to the point where I get like really relaxed, but I can't go I can't get in like extreme relaxation because my my limbs will twitch. Mm-hmm, that my, brain, my, my brain's like holy crap, but my limbs twitch all the time now because like it, or every now and then. Uh, when I'm in there, because it's like trying to wake my brain up, saying, "Hey, you know, where's where's my leg?" Mm-hmm. That was oh my god. That happened to me, I think twice, and yet yeah, shook me out of shook me out of my relaxation for a couple for a couple moments. It happened in my leg and in my uh, hand once, but yeah, it was really relaxing, and afterwards I felt really refreshed. Yeah. Your brain was, was uh, I mean, your brain was just definitely sending a message to your hand to wake up because it would, uh, it would hate to lose its, like, you know, best friend and best sex partner. Am I right? <laughs> Bam! Again. <laughs> that is your, that is your dumb fucking joke of the podcast week. I don't know. That's the guy with the jokes. Okay. <laughs> Gotta keep this podcast oh. a little fresh. You can't just yeah. be, you know. Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Whenever I don't know why I just thought of this right now, but as soon as I said fresh, I thought of in high school. Uh, there was between it was Kevin Bolt, Michael Levy, and I forgot who else. That, didn't they have a band called Guaranteed Fresh or something or Certified Fresh? What is Gu- it? It was Guaranteed Fresh. Guaranteed Fresh, and they got it off like the back of a chip bag. <laughs> I think was oh my god. I don't know why I just thought of that right now. <laughs> Creepy things. Yeah. I, I, always like that. I always like that band name. Guaranteed Fresh. It's a solid name. It's an interesting story when people ask, oh, how'd you come up with the name? It's, you know, it's nothing like, we're Maroon 5 because our favorite colors are maroon. And we're like, hey, we could play in a band together and talk about how we love the color maroon. <laughs> I'm sure that's what Maroon 5's about. I don't that, yeah, know. Is that, is that the story it. behind Maroon 5? I'm pretty sure that's, <laughs> that's how Maroon 5 started. They were at a color conference for the color maroon and uh they're like oh my god you play guitar i play drums and then he adam, sings. adam levine's like i'm right here i love the color maroon i don't know i don't know any maroon five songs right off the top of my head that was a real good impression you had there oh, it was it was i can't i can't sing worth a dick I I, I I i wish i could i i don't know why i wish i could but i really just cannot sing it's my quirky voice. Yeah. Not much you can do about that. Yeah, I might be able to sing some baritone. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Frisky business. Like, old man river. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think you should just stick to might not saying at all. I don't know, man. I might, I might pull out some old man river at the parties. Be like, oh, guys, guys, guys. I'm turning, up, I'm turning, man down, turning down the music right now so I can bust my chop. Or, well, oh. I don't know. Bust out my chops. Yeah. So, Drew. Yes. You're the movie man. Mm-hmm. Give me your thoughts on Moneyball coming out tomorrow. I was just talking uh, about this with my roommate, and I, I, it's gotten great reviews and uh, everything like that. And, you know, but I, I've, I just don't have any desire to buy a movie ticket for it. I would much rather go see Drive. I would much rather you know, see I've Drive. Which is, yeah, I mean, Drive's gotten great reviews too, but I'm, and I'm a baseball fan, and from a sports fan, I just I, I I can't explain why I really don't have a desire to see you know Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill about in a baseball movie, you know? Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's 
I just can't get excited about Billy Bean. Like, why is Billy Bean so special? Like, they and I, I, I can't get over the fact that like they I know what like they don't win the World Series. You know, I guess that's actually better <laughs> because it's not like cliche. Like, oh, and they won the championship with this poor team. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. no money now, team. You mentioned Drive, which has Ryan Gosling in, mm. in it. The little bit of uh, Hollywood, you know, buzz that I follow, people are real high on him right now, basically saying he might be the next Robert De Niro or something like that. He, and, I mean, I like him. But, he very you know, well could he, be. Uh, yeah, no, my, my other roommate who's a movie buff, uh, we just had a conversation like this the other day, and he uh, he's like, Ryan Gosling is blowing up. I mean, he's coming out with Drive, which is supposed to be a great movie. And uh, if you don't I know, I looked. I, I looked it up. And if you don't know, I love movies where the t- the main character does not have a name. Yeah. This character does not have a name. It's just the driver. I love it. <laughs> love it. It's like such a mysterious like addition yeah. to any movie. But anyways, back to Ryan Gosling. He obviously blew uh, blew up with the Notebook a couple years ago. But I don't know. You know, he kind of messed around here and there. But after he did Blue Valentine last year. Yeah. I mean, his career has blown up. He's uh, yeah, yeah, he's getting pretty popular. I'm trying to think of other stars like that right now. But, Drew, I know you're uh, I know you're a Statham fan. Oh yeah. What do you think of Killer Elite? I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go see it. I'll still support Statham, but I'm definitely not gonna go see it. It looks like it's gonna get terrible reviews, but I, I mean, mean yeah. it looks like it's just one of those movies that's just a dumb action movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I do love Statham. It does though. have I, De Niro in it. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I I just can't. Is, is that one of the? Do the is is here I am. Bound out, down out. Is a uh, hurricane? Is that like the trailer? Yeah. I can see it right now, and that just makes me not want to watch that movie. <laughs> like seeing like Robert De Niro. Like you can tell Robert De Niro like phoned it in in this movie. Like just you know he's picking up a paycheck. and he just shows him like shooting a gun and it's like De Niro's not into it at all like a taxi driver he like went to insane depth to like and it's like you can you can see like this character and why he's holding a gun I can from the trailers I can't see Robert De Niro's character he is way like not into shooting if this guy's gonna be some killer elite officer he's probably gonna have a few nuts and bolts loose might be a little just my opinion I, I kind of want to see Contagion. I, I would love to see Contagion. I'm a, I've always heard been it. a Steven Soderbergh fan. Can I can I give you my thoughts? Yeah, hey. yeah, go ahead. Uh, I did not see it. Mm-hmm. Katie saw it, and granted, you know, it's my sister, so can't really gotta gotta dumb it down a couple points for her. But uh, <laughs> Katie Tolman, we gotta get her on the podcast. <laughs> oh God, no. Um, she she said, and she is, I mean, for, you know, being just a high school kid, she's actually pretty up on movies and whatnot, and she's kind of a movie buff herself. Mm-hmm. And she said for all the star power that was in it, mm-hmm. it was a total ridiculous, like, flop, like, story-wise, you know? Really? Like, it, you know, she, so she said, like, the trailer tells the entire story, you know? I mean, that's kind of true, I guess. I haven't seen it, yeah. but... And she just said, like, you would think, uh, you know, a movie with so many great names in it. And she says it wasn't a terrible movie. Like, it was entertaining for the time she was there. But she said that she would have rather have, I mean, you know, she said she would have rather have gone seen The Help or something. But, yeah. you know, it 
it, um, it, you know, she said she thought it was going to be a lot better than what it was. That's basically her opinion. I mean, that happens sometimes when uh, you get big cast. You know, when you get too many, too many like main actors, it's it's kind of yeah. wasting it because you're using like actors who are really good at stealing the show, and you're sharing it like they're, you know, you're sharing, you're having them share the screen. So it's not like it doesn't. It's not Matt Damon. It's just you know some of Matt Damon, and it's not Jude Law. It's just some of Jude Law and you know Marianne yeah. Cotillard and all the other people in it. Uh, but that's where like, we're headed. Yeah, <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> the birds. <laughs> Isn't the birds. <laughs> the birds are already doing that. They're already carrying the disease. It's the we're avian talking... flu 2.0. I'm sure that. <laughs> we're talking a million dead in a month. That's where we're headed. But, Lawrence, how do we fix it? Well, we all must take the blue pill. It's the only way. At least it won't be as bad as the happening. True. What are you talking about? The happening? It's a great movie. <laughs> that's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. In my what life. I mean, the acting was—I mean, the writing, rather. I can't. You can't not blame Mark Wahlberg. But it's Mark he's Wahlberg. a hit or miss actor, and boy, did he swing hard and just whiff completely. So hard. I mean, it was terrible writing. But hey, Zoe Deschanel is in that movie, and I'm a big fan of whatever she's in. Yeah, she's beautiful woman. Beautiful woman. She's very cute. She's uh, she's one of those few girls who are you know you're not you don't you're not like damn you're sexy it's like holy shit you're just the cutest thing in the world yeah and that's obviously not an insult that's a great compliment you know yeah definitely the girl you want to take home to your mom and dad excuse me I was yawning I don't know. during that I don't thing. know Zoe Deschanel might be like a heroin addict I don't know <laughs> anything true. about her I don't know anything about her I don't know if she leads a second life she's ready to come home to mom and dad while she's got a needle in her arm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. What a joke. What a fucking joke. Speaking of yeah. fucking jokes, we're going to take a break. <laughs> and that's and that's called fucking that a up joke? a segue. Is that a joke? No. That's called <laughs> I don't know how to segue, so I'm just going to say speaking of anything. We're going to take a break here. This uh, next song, let's play some Mo's Def, Anthony. You want to play some Mo's okay. Def? Play some Mo's yeah, Def? We're going to play some Speed Law by Mos Def and uh, right. come back for, you know, part two with Scott Toman. We're, we're going to change things up a little bit, so uh, we might talk a little space. We might talk a little, who knows? We don't. I've got, I've got some heavy stuff, man. Oh, Scott's got some heavy stuff? Fuck space. We can talk about space and, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> we'll be back. Sleeping on the Clear like a megaphone, pretty nigga heart, skip the metronome, rock the trunk tower to the pterodome, poor house, the pleasure dome, soprano alto, tender the baritone, one of the illest that you ever know, rock steady baby, you a stepping stone, smash your foundation in the pebbles, my words leave your nerves unsettled, you take it to the next level down, looking like a circus clown, cats like you can't even get a pound, worldwide from the river to lakeside, my stage show stay live, make the sound man stay shop, I cut fat cats to eight lives with my eight ball lines, I'm on for I'm done with all nine, got you you shook like a fault line. Come on, shine and get tarnished. Brooklyn got your payroll gone. 
astonished, they form a huddle Whisper like they want trouble I melt the ice grills into rainwater puddles Make the proud or to leave on a humble black steel in the hour I summon my skill for my power My bones crush bones into powder You mumble like a coward I'm most deaf, you need to speak louder Superhero. Get your power, your mask and cape snatch Brooklyn, take what you can't take back I know a lot of cats hate that All I can say, black There's a city full of walls you can pose complaints at All the doubters and believers are just your receivers Feel it. You can taste it through the speakers The 360 original sketch lyrics so visual They rip my rhyme books at your nearest home video Tell them cats they need to sit back and observe where they at Brooklyn, Vietnam, the heat is on Put your joint on cruise, try to rush and scuff your brakes Shoes just cool and relax. Take a breath, take ten faces back. Stay on time like Omegas. Brooklyn Patrol like Interstaters. Take their license and they registration. My joint's so passionate, make you feel out a mash. And we're back for uh, more podcasts with Scott Toman. And unfortunately, <laughs> Anthony Postiglione. Wah, wah. <laughs> But, uh, Scott, you, know, you uh, were getting ready to tell us something before the uh, break? Yeah, um, this is just another small side story oh, from dude. when I went to the Rams-Eagles mm-hmm. Eagles game. Um, I was walking in, again, you know, walking in, mm-hmm. and of all people, Kyle Turley was there, like, promoting his new uh, record label. Which mm-hmm. I didn't even know he had a record label, but <laughs> Kyle it was Turley. pretty cool. I mean, Kyle Turley has a record label. Yeah, and I mean, I uh, it's metal, like you know, alternative, like heavy metal rock type shit, you know. Naturally, but yeah, but I mean, it was still really cool to meet. Like I walked up to him and like shook his hand, and I mean, I'm a big fan of him, you know. So I that was pretty cool. I I, I want to say I met Kyle Turley once. I could have sworn. Yeah, he was a pretty nice guy. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I I don't know if I've, I've I've never told this story. First of all, I have something to ask. No, we'll talk about that. I'll I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. But uh, did you get Bosco sticks at that Eagles game? Did I we... I did actually. You did yeah. get Bosco sticks. Yes. Holy shit! I'm jealous. How <laughs> Bos- well? I mean, they're Bosco sticks. <laughs> That's true. They're, yeah. they're, they're almost. I mean, you, you got to work pretty hard to mess up a Bosco stick. I feel like. Yeah. If you do not know, people listening out there, first of all, how fucking dare you? That's what you should be asking, or we should be asking you. But it's a breadstick, <laughs> delicious breadstick. First of all, you know when you go to Olive Garden, best part about Olive Garden the breadsticks. <laughs> it's unlimited. Fills you up. It's terrible for you, but the breadsticks are literally to die for. I wish you could give a caveman back in like the Neander- the Neanderthal days one of those breadsticks. It probably would have ruined humanity for the rest of time. They would have stopped hunting and gathering. Olive Garden breadsticks, and then tell the Neanderthal, "Hey, not only is it, but it's unlimited. You can get as many as you want." They would just stop hunting and gathering right there. Mm-hmm. And America would have become, or not America, the world would have become <laughs> lazier. Who do I think I am? Speaking to, like the old times, or just America? I, I bet America. sadly, I bet sadly in this country there are a bunch of people that are just like, America. God damn it. Oh, yeah. Where the dinosaurs America. were in America and only in America. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so true. And all, to finish about the Bosco sticks, getting off track. But 
Uh-huh. There is delicious mozzarella cheese. They take like the cheese from your any of your favorite mozzarella sticks, you know, got that great cheese inside. It's inside of a breadstick. The most delicious like stadium thing of all time. Yeah. And I've always said and will defend or defend my statements in saying Dippin' Dots is one of the most overrated things in all of stadiums. Mm, I like Dippin' Dots. I'm not saying I don't like Dippin' Dots, but I mean people make people used to I make mean, a huge deal out of Dippin' Dots. It's just little balls of ice cream. It's yeah, it's like not even ice cream. It's like too cold to be ice cream. It's just like little balls of flavor. That's it. It's like mmm, yeah. they melt in my mouth. It's like, well, it's just like I don't know. It's refreshing on a hot day. Well, yeah. I guess if you're at Bush Stadium. But then again, or I like to get it at the zoo or something if I'm there on a hot day. Yeah. I forgot they do have Dippin' Dots uh, at the zoo. Yeah. So, big, big thing, you know, a lot of people have been talking about this recently, and this is a heavy topic. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Troy Davis getting getting executed and... And basically, all the you know, for those of you, do you are you guys familiar with this at all? Or yeah, no? I'm kind of familiar. I don't know exactly what happened. Yeah, I, I read a little bit up on it. Today. I have never heard of Troy Davis until yesterday when it was blown up on Twitter, and I didn't really do any research. All, all here's my what I think it is, Scott. I think it's a guy who was on death row who I think shot a cop, and they like ended up like voting on it at the last minute, but they still killed him. Well, no, there's been a bunch Actually, of evidence that he yeah. wasn't the actual person that shot the cop. There's this other guy that was with him, and, you know, this one person Wait, said so there that, was evidence against him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That's why, that's why there's just been this big uproar, because there's a ton of evidence that he was innocent. Yeah, he had, like, there did, was a, did, US, did like Rick a U.S. Perry, Supreme Court... Did Rick Court. Perry order this? The Texas guy was it Texas? Was it Texas? I don't know. Was, it had no, it was in Georgia. I know, yeah, Georgia, Georgia. That's right. You know, my my thing is this, and and I, the death penalty is something that I'm still my, my personal jury on it is still out. No pun intended. But uh, <laughs> it clearing up. People, I, I, people might have thought that was a pun. They're getting a little worried. I, but. I know. I know. I know. But. <laughs> I feel like it's the the method to I don't know it just there's something that just doesn't I mean how do you think that judge feels who sentenced him to death granted he wasn't there to put the needle in the arm but I mean how do you think he feels like let's say in a year from now like it turns out like oh he did have reasonable doubt and actually wasn't guilty of killing this officer and it, to me, from what I've read about it, it seems like it says that there were seven eyewitness accounts originally, and they've all, they've all since either been thrown out or recanted their statements. The guy he was with actually admitted to shooting the uh, police officer, not to like an actual police officer, like not to an actual authority figure, but like to a friend or something. Like admitted that yeah. he was the one that shot the cop, and that this. Troy Davis didn't do anything. I don't know. I just feel like it's you know, there, there's a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, what, people what, are getting behind this and saying like, "Oh, you know, there needs to be more interrogation," and you know, and then people like eyewitness testimony needs to be thrown out in certain case in uh, in death cases where the death penalty is a possibility, which basically means every murder trial. It's like how how can you? I, I don't know. It just it, it creates a very interesting issue. I think. 
Oh, yeah, that's what definitely I, for sure. Here's my whole opinion on the death penalty, if we're talking death penalty. When I, when I was a kid, I guess, I was always, like, not in favor. I was never, you know, a supporter of it, I guess. I mean, I, get, I, I did believe, like, yeah, we should have the death penalty. But then again, I wasn't, like, holding up many, picket, many pickets outside of school or anything. But uh, now, I don't, I, I don't like the death penalty. I would rather we just, like, humiliate them terribly somehow. <laughs> like, I don't know, take, take them to, like, malls and just have them, like, get, like, pantsed by some, like, fourth grader. And then, like, just take that, them out in a van. That's just, so inhumane, Drew. That's so in- inhumane. <laughs> then just shoot injecting him with poison and just ending his life peacefully. This murdering, like, I mean, first of all, like, like I said, I, I believe we should not have the death penalty. But if, if they're gonna be murdering people that are murderers or everything, wouldn't you want this like child rapist murderer to like die in a non like easy peaceful way? Like that's probably what he wants. Yeah. Like why I mean, are we why are we succumbing to like well we should just we should just get rid of these people forever? The problem, you know what the problem is is. The problem is the prison systems are costing people way too much money. So that's why they're like, hey, let's do the death penalty so we can you know, kill off some of these prisoners. But that's because the laws are also so wacky. I'm going there's off just, on a tangent. So many, yeah, there's so many things about the prison system we can't even, we can't even go into Can't that. even go into it, man. There's too many wrong things. That's, it is the way – the fact that – there's a staggering number. Somebody compared how much money we spend on prisons and how much money the government spends on – well, it's nothing now, but NASA. Yeah, it's so. it's it's profoundly pathetic. Well, yeah, and, and, and there's the whole like there's the whole privatized prison thing and blah blah blah. But <laughs> it's, and you know, my thing is uh, another thing is you know you commit a crime, there's evidence to support it. You know, do do justice. Like you, everyone has their their right, their day in court, and their their right to defend themselves. And mm. you know, the whole thing is you're innocent until proven guilty, not guilty until proven innocent. You know, mm. yeah, that's kind of the founding point I I yeah. think about. But yeah. I, I don't know. What do you fellows think of Nancy Grace? I don't. I don't I hate pay attention bitch. to her. I don't pay attention to <laughs> yeah. her. I, I could give. Nancy, I could give little. Is, yeah, I know who Nancy Grace is. I definitely know who Nancy Grace is. I'm not saying, but uh, I don't. She's got that she's stupid fucking haircut. She's not worth the time of day for me. But I, I, yeah, exactly. I just don't. I I know. I don't have to listen to her to know it's all bullshit. Oh, exactly. The same thing exactly. with Glenn Beck. Like I've 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 watched more Glenn. I, I watched more Glenn Beck than I've ever watched Nancy Grace. And, I, and in fact, I think the only time I've ever seen Nancy Grace is in the airport. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it, I, it's, it's, I don't need to, like, no, it's, I, I, I definitely know it's all bullshit. The same thing with Mad Money. Like, Mad Money on CNN, Jim Kramer, Kramer, he's just a bullshit artist who's trying to sell TV. It's like, you can't be, yeah. you can't, like, sell finances to TV, like, actual, like, what you need to do with your stocks. It's boring as fuck. You can't sell it. My dad does it. I know. Like he, he's great at it. But like he, he, he like it, Jim Cramer is just he has to make it CNN money or CNBC rather yeah. money. So he's gonna make it crazy. Well, the fuck and, do you think he yells? <laughs> yeah, he's gonna make it crazy, and he's not that smart of a guy to begin with that knows what he's doing. He's been wrong a numerous amount of times. 
Yeah. And make it John Stewart make destroyed it him. John Stewart destroyed him when he was on his show. They did a thir- like a thirty minute interview that you can find online on Comedy Central. I suggest you get whoever's listening that's interested go watch it definitely because uh, John Stewart destroys Jim Cramer. And something I, I've been I I've wanted to come on here and actually talk about this point specifically mm-hmm. about John Stewart because this gets into a really really interesting point. Mm-hmm. You know. If you and you've everyone's seen the thing where he like basically owned those two dudes on Crossfire, mm-hmm. and he like put basically put that show out of business and like called them out on on every bit of their bullshit, and then also like when he's been on uh, Bill O'Reilly and all that stuff, and I just think it's amazing how a comedian like fun like you know he and he always says this because all you know, everyone who interviews him is always like, you, do you realize though that that young people come to you first for information and he's like he's they come to me to be entertained, you know. Yeah. You know exactly. Exactly. And he's like, and 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 he, it's like it's it's funny because like Bill, o, I don't think Bill O'Reilly and people like that actually understand that. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't get that. You know. Yeah. They, well, like you, they don't think. Here's here's the best example of them all. Sarah Palin. All Sarah Palin doing, yeah. all she's doing is making herself a billionaire. Just a multi multi billionaire. She's got fucking twenty seven reality TV shows. She's probably writing right. five different books books right now. She's got her kid who oh, has yeah. her kid. It's like, oh my god, there's yeah. so much intrigue. She has the documentary called The Undefeated or some bullshit. Yeah, the yeah that just came out a couple weeks ago. The Undefeated. What is she fucking undefeated at? She's undefeated at having like non slutty kids. <laughs> It just, knows, yeah, pisses I mean, me, just pisses me off how and yeah. the fact that she hasn't she's has she even announced she's running for president yet? No, she still hasn't. She's still not running as of right now. Yeah, but I mean, exactly. she, she has exactly. until like November or something to decide. The, on, the only December. reason why she's not running is because she can get around it and do these ridiculous tours with this ridiculous movie. And, and then at the last bad. second, last second, I'm gonna do it. I saw it from God two days ago in Alaska. I'm doing it. <laughs> oh, but I agree with you. I don't think Sarah Palin would be the. Uh, I, I'd I'd be very worried if she was presidential candidate. Um, she but won't win though. That's the thing. My, she'll she'll my never point, win. But good. Yeah, my point about John Stewart though is that. You were talking about how he the he you know just roasted the the Mad Money dude, whatever yeah, Bill Kramer, uh, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Jim Kramer, Jim Kramer, and Jim Kramer, yeah, Jim Kramer. Excuse me. Um, so my thing about John Stewart though is that he he comes to these people and like the thing I like to watch is his uh, oh the guy who does uh, the mo- morning meet the not not Crossfire but meet the press oh, shit. <laughs> May, yeah, maybe meet the press. Well, that well, well that Ooh. was uh, what's his name, Tim Russert, but he's passed on. So, uh, not Tim Russert. It, it's the Fox version of like Meet the Press. The Fox oh. version of Meet the Press. I'll find. Keith, hold on. No, but Keith my point about John Stewart, I can yeah. I can make the point without bringing that up. Mm. Um, my point is, John Stewart does this amazing job of just like. Pointing out like the utter truth in everything, and it's like all these talking heads don't pick up on that, yeah. and they see his show like one of the best rated news shows on cable. On cable, isn't it? 
Um, I don't know. I have to look it up. I have to look at the set. I think they just won an Emmy or something. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So. So I mean, he it's like he asks honest. Well, sometimes he asks honest questions. The one he really pissed me off when he interviewed uh, Obama. I mean, he. I mean, I don't know. I guess it was probably because they couldn't ask him, him all that much. But John Stewart is always honest with you know all of his guests. Always calls them out on their bullshit. Obama, he kind of sat there and it was kind of like, "What's it like to be the president?" You know. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a yeah, it's a different situation. I that guess. Than like a normal and having like a pundit or some other some other political person on. Yeah. That's a whole totally, totally different. Chris thing. Wallace. Chris Wallace. Oh, Chris That's Wallace. That's the dude I was yeah. thinking of. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I think I think John Stewart does a good job of making news interesting and accessible. Yeah. Yeah. And and while I mean while there's points when it's obvious that he's trying to entertain people and mm-hmm. and obviously be funny, mm-hmm. he also very in a very good way, a very positive way, I think informs people of what's really like happening especially with the crossfire thing like mm-hmm. like you know uh, those people arguing for the sake of the sake of argument like they they fundamentally that show serves no purpose because it doesn't get anything done now what yeah. political talk show does right exactly but, other than the fact to entertain yeah. but it's like the fact that those people don't think or don't realize that they're entertainment is exactly what's wrong with it. You know what I mean? They're they're and just the as, that they're, that they're just as bad as like Billy the Exterminator fucking killing weird ass rodents or, you know, right, truck stop exactly. Missouri. It's the same shit. They're just trying to sell they're just trying to make a buck. They're just trying to make a buck. I mean I talk shit on one a lot and I talk shit on things like two and a half men and of course I you know, we've I've talked to many a shit on pod chats. But I mean, but yeah, at, if they, at the if same they time, a they're make making money. a buck. They're making a buck, and hey, I'm wish I was making a buck too. Yeah, if, if they found a good way to make money, good for them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah they and, they have to fucking. Uh, oh my god, that's an. Uh, sorry, I kind I wanted to talk about this today, but because uh, I was in the store, and of course, you see the magazines at the you know the near the register, mm-hmm. and it's I just by the candy and stuff. Uh, I just cannot believe how it's – the magazines have basically turned into a television-type drama. I mean they do have their own television show, but like a television-type drama for people like the Kardashians. It's like – it's almost like they're, they're letting yeah. other people write the story for them. You yeah. Know? Well, yeah, but then again, they the, the stand by the checkout counter. Those aren't the uh, the most high quality magazines in the world. <laughs> well, I know, but I'm just saying. Like, I, I think it was People magazine, and it was a picture of you know Kim Kardashian and uh, her her new husband, the shitty NBA player for the Nets, Chris hum- Chris Humphreys. That tells you that tells you right there. You don't even have to ever seen Chris Humphreys. Tells you right there. He's no Michael Jordan. Okay. So, Mr. Humphrey, and it's like, Kim defends her love against her sisters. Her, the rest of her family thinks Chris Humphreys is in it for the money. And I'm just like, are you fucking, like, it's just Why would bullshit. an NBA player be in it for the money? He's already going to make money. It's just bullshit. Well, I mean, dude, are you kidding me, Anthony? The Kardashians what? What? have more money than any other NBA player. Okay, well, yeah, but I mean, at the same time, 
maybe not like you know LeBron and Kobe, but Kim Kardashian is a, a multi like triple digits millionaire. Yeah, she's and this is a way off topic of what we're talking about, but. Uh, Drew, I mean, I don't know how big you are in the NBA, but from what I've been following, and I'm I'm a I'm actually I'm a double major now. Mm-hmm. I'm a sports business management major, and I'm taking uh, taking my finance class. And the guy who teaches it is also the sports finance teacher. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this, and basically, dude, I had no idea how much like financial trouble the NBA is in, or at least certain teams oh, in the no, NBA. Oh no, the majority the majority of teams in the NBA do not make money. Yeah, I had no idea about that, man. It was, it was, oh, I yeah. thought it was interesting. That's why, that's why there's such a gap in competition in the NBA. That's why teams like the yeah. Sacramento Kings haven't been good in like a long time since like Mike Bibby. And that's the reason why you, know, you get the Timberwolves just being so shitty. They got one good player. But uh, when you get teams like the Miami Heat, and, you know, that's, a big, that's a bigger example. But just other than that, you get teams like Memphis who have a, like five or, you know, or they have a, nine guys who could be a, on it like, any other starting team, but like just a solid team, you get a really big dis- discrepancy uh, because the other teams can't make money and their owners don't have the money to, to you know, do it. Get better players, yeah. I mean, yeah. What's the and, deal with the lockout there? Well, and they don't have. They're, they're not going to play. I don't think the play. I mean, it's not like the NFL. Yeah. The NFL is the reason why they had to get going was because they realized, oh shit, you know how we make like hundreds of millions of dollars a year. I kind of want to do that again, like, soon, so can we get this thing signed? The NBA yeah. doesn't make all that money, and the players that are making the money are already getting paid. LeBron, yeah, they, so they, they, can put on, they can put on free shows and just play offense, which they really want to do to begin with. And, yeah. you know, they're like park games, they're pickup games, they can just play all offense, and that's what they really want to do. They want to show off. And, yeah, that would be uh, really fun so as a they professional have, athlete. For the majority of players, the, the stars... Not the other guys, the stars. But then again, the stars control what's going to happen. But the majority of uh, of players are, are not going to want to play into the NBA season until at least January. They like to play the playoffs because they get a nice bonus check if they make it to the playoffs and if they win a championship. But they're not going to want to play. I mean, what's the point of playing preseason, basically? Yeah. And the other reason why there was more impotence to or impotent like more push to get the NFL back on track is because. Uh, unlike the NBA, there there is like the NFL has revenue sharing. This is another interesting thing that I learned about. There yeah. is there's practically. I mean, Drew, maybe you can correct me on this, but isn't there like no revenue sharing clause or anything? Any rules in about that in the NBA? Well, no, that's why they're having the lockout because I think they uh, all the small owners want to get that done, but the big owners like are like, what? Yeah. Why we get the stars? We don't want that. Yeah, because I I didn't I didn't know this, but like an example would be like I know for a fact mm-hmm. I was reading. The Dallas Cowboys have been cutting like hundreds of thousands of dollars in prefer and basically like loans or checks mm-hmm. to like teams like the Jacksonville Jaguars to keep them afloat. I was and say, they yeah, have to. I was just about to make the point: if there was no revenue sharing, Jacksonville would have failed years ago. Exactly. Yeah, but in the NBA, they supposedly they don't have that. Same or when thing. They with, do. Same thing with Carolina. Carolina wouldn't be there either. I don't think. Yeah. It's just it's it's very I mean it's interesting and I I'm not, from what I understand I don't think there'll be an NBA this winter so <laughs> no there won't they'll they'll I, I they'll they'll get the season going eventually but they're gonna want to play preseason man they're having way too much fun they're, they're getting paid by Nike and they're you know getting paid by other sponsors at these other events yeah and some of the other guys the shittier players they they're going to Europe to play and they're still picking up paychecks 
So, yeah. I mean, what, what, what's in it for them to get back so soon? Yeah. The NFL was like, hey, boys, we, we only play 16 games a season. We're not the yeah, NBA. Yeah, we got to get this show we rolling. We got to get this show rolling. I want to hit some people. Ray Lewis, Ray Lewis had a beast. He had to let outside. Can't yeah, be- and on top of that, dude, I was, I was reading another thing. And ESPN's a juggernaut of like a media, you know, like a media juggernaut when it comes to sports. But financially, they, they are nothing without the NFL. Like nothing. Well, I mean – yeah, but I mean, th- I mean, but I mean, at the same it. time, think about this: where would the NFL they, they, be without ESPN? True, but I mean, the NF uh, ESPN paid one point three billion for that mo- for Monday Night Football, mm-hmm. or pays one one point three billion. That's a lot. That's a massive amount of cash. Well, yeah, dude. They had to. They have to take it away from the networks. They don't. They they don't want it on network television. They want it on ESPN. They probably make right. a ton of ad revenue that night, though. Right. Well, uh, I of course. Mean, it's, it, it, Monday Night Football is always the top-rated thing. Uh, I'm saying it more as just a matter of fact thing. I'm not trying to start an argument or anything. Oh, I know. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just saying, yeah. Scott, it's, you're never here to make arguments on pod chats. We would know. <laughs> I just I, I find that stuff so interesting, mm. personally. So, um, yeah, but Ed, one, one other thing, if you want to talk about it, that we said we would – was uh, yes. space, and I, I we mentioned earlier how the government obviously does not support NASA anymore, and I almost feel like it's going to be a good thing because yeah. I feel like now that you know private companies, I think private companies will have a better you know uh, involvement in the program than the government did. You know, I don't think yeah. the government gave too much of a shit. And mm. one of the thing, well, one of the things that came out the other day <laughs> is probably not you know. They're for obviously they probably implemented this, but they no. Never mind, Anthony. I, it's bugging me. Why'd you decide? Uh. Because <laughs> I mean, I would agree with you that the government didn't really give a shit. But if they funded NASA, NASA could do some pretty awesome things. Well, yeah, but I'm saying private companies are probably going to fund NASA a little bit more than the government is going to be funding NASA because there's not that big hand behind the whole yeah behind everything that's going to say, oh no, you can't do that. Like. I guarantee you. Well, I'm sure at the same time, Scott, they're probably going to have to get clearance somehow. You know, they're probably going to say, "Hey, right. gov- government might step in and be like, guys, uh, what's this new rocket you're sending somewhere? We uh, need to check this out.'" Yeah, but and I mean, I know this is kind of a far-fetched possibility mm-hmm. regarding NASA, but I feel like if it's privately funded and if they were to make a massive discovery, like like just changes everything, you know, I feel like. Because NASA has private funding now and investments and whatnot, I feel like they'd be more inclined to notify the public like faster and give them more information about any new discoveries yeah. in a much more timely fashion because the government isn't involved. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, but we, and, just, we, we just have to uh, prevent evil villains from paying NASA because I, yeah. uh, I don't want a Dr. Evil laser on the moon. That would be bad news. <laughs> Just aiming it straight That'd towards be bad that. news. Just aiming it straight towards America. 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 We're aiming it towards the Mall of America. America's sweetheart. No! Yeah. Not the Mall of America! <laughs> but, no, we were talking about how they discovered that planet with two suns. Oh, yeah, that's, duh. Yeah, a planet and it with simultaneously two stars. orbits both it's of the, them. Uh, it's the solar system Kepler-16b. 
and yeah. uh, it's it's they just discovered it's it's two stars. One is uh, about f- I I don't know. I'm gonna get this wrong. I want to say it's like five times as big as the other sun, and the smaller sun is a bright red sun, and the other one's kind of more of a yellow kind of sun like ours. And what they do is, and there's a, the, and th- this has known to be existed, but what they just discovered is that there's actually a uh, planet that is in the solar system. The very first time they've discovered a binary uh, s- star combination with a planet in the system. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of an interesting orbit. I don't know. I'm I'm going off on a you know the nerdy tangent. Yeah. And, uh, but it's kind of an interesting orbit because the two stars, it's not like one – you, you'd almost think the bigger one would kind of be like the stable uh, you know, star. But the two stars like orbit each other, you know? They, they, they both yeah. – uh, it's hard to explain. But they orbit each other and then the planet orbits on the outside of those, plan- of those stars. Interesting. Yeah. Is it? I'm, I'm doubting it's like a habitable planet, though, right? Uh, no, it's gas. It's gas yeah, filled. Yeah. But they did say, they did say that uh, they do believe that there's there's definitely rock planets that exist in this. They they're, they're like there's no reason that there wouldn't be a rock planet that uh, you know, exists in this kind of system. And yeah. they do think that they do. Uh, they haven't discovered or they haven't gotten an up close picture because of the satellite. The satellite just passed by it. That's why they figured it out. But they're like, we know these exist other places now, but uh, we'll just have to see. But no, it was a gas planet. There was no aliens on the uh, surface. That would have been good, though, right? They get to this, you know, Tatooine-like planet, and there's Luke Skywalker looking out. They got lights. George Lucas was right. George Lucas. And that's where George Lucas is revealed to be Jesus. This entire time, <laughs> I told you I was coming back uh, just as a nerd. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a twist? Yeah. yeah. And I bet you there's a lot of nerds out there that are like, well, of course, George Lucas is Jesus Christ. Although a lot of people, <laughs> oh, lot of people yeah, don't like what he's doing with yeah, the new Star Wars. The nerds Wars. are getting angry at old mm-hmm. George. George just wants to, you know, fix the movie a little bit. I, I just want to... Uh, I just want to fix the movie and add some sounds. I think that would be great to the uh, Blu-ray. Did you hear about that, Scott? What is he? Is he adding some? He's editing the he... movie slightly to make his opinion of a better, you know, visual or sounds or whatever. He's editing it slightly, and a lot of Star Wars fans are pissed off because I mean, they're still kind of they're still pretty pissed off at the new movies, the prequels. They're still kind of yeah. angry. So, like, when he's editing their baby, you know. But at the same time, yeah. fuck, it's his fucking baby. He can edit it all he wants. Why you guys Yeah, he should be able to do what he, what he, he, could what he wants with it. throw yeah. a scene from Scarface in there if he wants to. I don't. He doesn't give a fuck. He'll give you whatever yeah. Star Wars movie he wants to give you. Right. <laughs> I'll, I'll, dude, every time I think about Star Wars and I'll, when I watch the making of, like, the original Star Wars, you know, mm-hmm. every time I think back to when George Lucas was being interviewed... And he said how, uh, who Fox like or whoever the studio was behind it, uh, basically said that they had such little faith in it that they didn't want the merchandising thing. And George Lucas at the time, like he didn't think it was going to do that well either. Mm-hmm. But 
he said like it was so funny because it was after the fact like after star wars had become a huge hit he had this like weird little smirk on his face like i won you know i just oh, thought that was so funny yeah, no yeah i know exactly what you're talking about scott yeah they because uh, he per- he owns the personal rights to mm-hmm. star wars he did what no other movie company does and especially after that they no other movie company does it anymore but so what movie companies would do is that they thought it was a shitty movie which they did uh, they'll give you the mer- they'll give the director merchandising rights to distribute it, and he's like, "Fine, I'll just I'll I'll do that. I'll have distributing." And sure enough, mm-hmm. old George became a billionaire, and now yeah. it's known like that's why movie companies never do that anymore. Yeah. But uh, so he just got pretty fucking lucky. But when they were shooting the movie, the original Star Wars, uh, Mark Hamill and Carrie Ann Fisher, or whatever they when they were shooting, they all thought it was like a joke. They thought yeah. this movie was going to be a piece of shit. Yeah. So it's funny when you you know look back at that like you look at those serious scenes of Luke Skywalker where like looking out on the skyline of Tatooine, they probably yeah. like and cut. And he's probably like, oh my fucking god, I can't believe I'm doing this. This is gonna ruin yeah. my career. Yeah, I'm fucking done. Did ruin his career. Pretty pretty much, now he can't out. do anything else without being like, oh it's Skywalker, Luke. Yeah. yeah, but I mean that's also it's also kind of the same things. Well, I guess. A little different with the all the characters in Harry Potter. They when they started that gig, the first movie, they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna be, I'm in this for the long haul," and you know they're always gonna be known by their Harry Potter characters. But who gives a shit? They probably made bank off of those Harry oh, Potter yeah, movies. Yeah. Dude, Rupert Rupert Grint, the the redhead who plays Ron, I think he's like retired. Like he said, he doesn't want to act anymore. <laughs> like, I oh yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd just be like, all right, I'm loaded. I'm like. 20-something. I'm just going to do whatever want women I to be want like, to. He did a shitty movie. He's like, oh, he wants all the girls to be like, I loved you in Harry Potter. They want no other, <laughs> he wants no other vision. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, what, uh, what was I going to mention about Harry Potter? Uh, oh, the thing about Harry Potter is if you went into that movie already a star, like, uh, like Ralphian and, you know, other people like that, yeah. you were, you're good. You're not known yeah. for Harry Potter. You're just known for having a part of Harry, being being a part of it, and being yeah. awesome in it. But the it's people, great for like you. the kids yeah. <laughs> that started with Harry Potter, they're stuck with it forever. Oh yeah, they're they're Do, and yeah. I mean, I could see how for, with a lot. Like I, I could definitely see as an actor and you know being an artiste. Yeah. How that may be how that may be frustrating to have your career basically defined by something you did to to pretty much. I mean, I'm not saying they did it because they just wanted to make money. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, I, I mean, I love the Harry Potter movies, and I think it's you know a great nar- great story. Anyways, you know, mm-hmm. a, gr- a good narrative. You know, um, I- go ahead. Sorry, what were you saying? Oh, I was just gonna say. Well, I can I can see why some people or some celebrities would be angry at that. But if that were me, like, I'm just happy that I would be known. You know, like I'm just happy to right. be uh, have yeah. fans. You know, having fans. And just having yeah. a shit ton of, you know, let's take Shatner. Shatner. Having yeah. a shit ton of Star Trek fans, I, I imagine having a shit ton of Star Trek fans is better than having no fans at all. Right, right. And I, I actually, I watched this interview with, uh, what's his name? Mm. Oh, Harry Potter, the main dude. Well, I can't remember. Daniel Radcliffe? Daniel Radcliffe, right. And he basically said, like, because they asked him, like, how does he feel about, you know, how it's going to affect his career? And he basically said, like, you know, I know... 
I'm going to be Harry Potter until the day I die. That's what he said, you know? Well, yeah, but, and why wouldn't you embrace that? You were a fucking Harry yeah. Potter, goddammit. And that's what, he, that's what he said. He's like, but he's like, I remember, he's like, when I was at that final premiere event, he said, he said it was like overwhelming. It, I mean, you know, every premiere obviously was overwhelming, I'm sure, but <laughs> he said that final one was like when like all the fans were out and everything he's like you know the fact that i'm known as harry potter he said that's he said that's more than enough for me to die happy you know i think yeah, harry potter i think daniel radcliffe is more known for whipping his you know what out on on broadway <laughs> <laughs> now he may be more as <laughs> the yeah. Yeah, whatever play that, that was like the only made. story from that story. Like, oh yeah, Daniel Radcliffe. He's in that one play. The very next question was, "Hey, is that that play where he whips his dick out?" Yeah, they're like, "Yes." That's the sure, play. the money he made doesn't doesn't hurt either. Yeah, no. really. No, I mean, he, right. I wonder, I wonder if he made as much bank as this uh, two and a half men kid is making. Angus, hey, I probably gotta say more. the kid lost weight. Yeah, he's no longer Angus like. I don't know. It's like he's not nearly like steaky enough. Yeah. Doesn't he make uh, – how much does he make an episode? He makes a pretty absurd amount. I don't know. We talked about it once. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it way way back in the day. I, I can't admit I've seen the episode, the premiere. Oh, yeah. Ashton think of- Kutcher. The whole episode was about Ashton Kutcher just having a big dick. Oh my! Dead serious, <laughs> and they joked around with with uh, with Charlie Sheen's dead body. They had him get uh, hit by a train in Europe, and his body exploded. And then when John Cryer got the ashes, of course he broke it. He broke the vase. You know, so, silly John Cryer, and Ashton Kutcher is like silly this rich John. billionaire kid. Yeah, and, what does uh, what does he play exactly? He's this kid, or he's like a young, you know. Young stud, and he he knocks on the uh, John Cryer selling Charlie Sheen's house, and they're gonna move out and probably move into their you know his mom's house, and uh, he uh, knocks or he scares him, and that uh, when Ashton it's like raining out, and when Ashton Kutcher like knocks on the back door, it scares John Cryer, and that's when he flings the ashes up into the air. And, uh, what a wacky moment! Oh, I know. And he puts, he, of course, he vacuums up his ashes and puts it in a dustbuster. Classy. <laughs> and I was, I was, t- I was telling Mike, my roommate, I'm like, I wonder if they're just going to keep him in the dustbuster for the entire show. So they're keeping his character alive, essentially. And they did on the premiere. They like, they'd have John Cryer, like, you know, kind of talk to Charlie Sheen, the spirit. It's like they're, they're, it's a smart move on their part. They're like, they're keeping Charlie Sheen's character alive, like. It's, it, they're making people think of Charlie Sheen while they're not yeah. having to pay for Charlie Sheen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, basically, Ashton cheap. Kutcher, yeah, Ashton Kutcher turns out to be this rich billionaire, and he's really sad about the girl who dumped him or some shit. And uh, him and John Cryer go out on like a date, and Ashton Kutcher ends up having a threesome. I don't, it's so stupid, and it's like it's the same thing instead of instead of Charlie Sheen's character of like Charlie, who's basically Charlie Sheen. Of just like having sex and doing whatever. It's now Ashton Kutcher, who's just he like is always naked for some reason, and he <laughs> the whole the whole joke is like he's got a big dick. Oh my god! Yeah, Jesus. And the, that sounds the kid, terrible. The kid was like barely on the show. <laughs> I don't know what the kid's doing. He's just cashing it in. He's like, get me off this fucking show. If it wasn't paying for so many ladies right now, I would just leave this bullshit. 
Dude, I mean, imagine... Oof. Imagine working with John Cryer and just being like, oh, another gay joke today. Yeah, really? <laughs> Given like, John it's, Cryer That's shit. all it was. The entire episode was like, the John, John Cryer, it's all just gay jokes. The entire time. It's, it's, if you haven't seen it, you go, just go watch. And then notice all the times that it's like... They're, they're joking about something. Like, for instance, John Cryer, like at one point, they're at the bar and he orders apple teenies. And like... The joke for, like, the common, you know, the the people who love Two and a Half Men is like, oh, you know, that's just so lame. Like, he got an apple teeny. But it's, yeah. it's like, well, it's because he's gay. That's, like, the bigger, like, you know, the more obvious joke. The Two and, John, and a Half Men joke. And that happens throughout the show. There's so many comments. Is John Cryer gay in real life or no? No, no I don't think so. Although, no. if you look up on Google, if you type in, is John Cryer, I guarantee gay is one of the things. Let's, let's check it out. In the Google We're, we're going to play, play a new thing on, on Podchats, which is look up what Google says. I don't know. We'll the autocomplete. Is John Cryer. Oh, the number one hit, gay. The number two hit, married. The number three hit, gay in real life. <laughs> That's what it can be, Drew. You just, you just made it up. You were saying how you wanted to make up a game. We can do yeah. the... Google autocomplete of the week. You know what? <laughs> autocomplete. Oh, wow. <laughs> Google autocomplete of the that. week? Look at that. You came up with the greatest name ever. Autocomplete of the week. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I did. That was a, we'll, we'll talk about that real quick because we're going to wrap up pod chats here. Actually, you know, we'll wrap up relatively soon. We still got to talk Rotten Frag, or not Rotten Frag. Excuse me, Deep Addicts. Excuse me. Yes. Uh, we still got to talk Deep Addicts in a second. But one of the things in pod chats is I want to I start playing... Uh, some games with the guests, you know, kind of loosens up the guests a little bit. And uh, we just played that, and I don't want to play this game. Well, think I'm trying to think <laughs> of a new game, because this game's not very original. But we're going to play a game called Fuck, Mary Kill. Okay? Uh, Fuck, Mary Kill. This is, this is a good one. I'm ready. Okay? Let's you ready? We're not gonna, this is the one-time deal. We're not going to play Fuck, Mary Kill anymore. It's not original. I'm going to try to think of an original game. but I'm We're going to play the autocomplete game. Well, I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's one of our games. We're going to have a, an array of games to play. Yeah. And uh, we'll always do it from now on at that, towards the end of the show. All right. And uh, so we're going to play Fuck, Mary Kill, Anthony or Scott. Who would like to go first? Anthony, you're going first, actually. Yeah. Scott, we'll save you for a second. Uh, right. Scott, do you have any? Here's do you have do you have any uh, suggestions for who should be fuck Mary kill? Fuck. I want I want uh, one of them. I want one of them. I want one of them to be Carl Sagan. <laughs> I want okay. I want another one. I want another one to be John Cryer. No, no, not John Cryer. Not John Cryer. <laughs> wait, wait, not wait, John wait. Cryer. Not not John Cryer. Not John Cryer. I want another one to be. Uh, the drummer from the Roots, Questlove. <laughs> <laughs> I want Questlove. What was the first one? Uh, Carl Sagan. I want Carl Sagan. And then Scott, what's a, what's your uh, one that you wanted to have? <sighs> so Scott's gonna have to do these same exact ones, right? And I want no, no. Here, here's here's the thing. And I want the little girl who plays Dexter's step. Daughter on Dexter. Do you know? Him? Even, no, you don't watch Dexter. Do you? You've you've said like five. I don't, 
I don't even know what's going on. Scott, <laughs> you're not picking Fuck, Mary Kill. I'm picking Fuck, Mary Kill from now on. This is just a fail. This is just a fail. Yeah, it's not Dude, a fail. You pick them. You pick them. I'll em. pick them. I'm not doing, not doing the daughter. Your three are Carl Sagan, Questlove, the drummer of The Roots, <laughs> and and uh, uh, Henry Winkler. Ooh. Who, of course, played the Fonz on... Uh, Happy Days, or Fear and Arrested Development fam played uh, Barry Zuckercorn. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is uh, this is tough. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to. I, I, I want you know is somewhat of an explanation. Ooh, <laughs> this is a tough one. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with Mary Carl Sagan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Any reason? I think we're gonna go. Carl Sagan. (laughs) Just Carl Sagan? Okay. Carl Sagan. Okay. I I think I'd go. Fuck Zuckercorn. Fuck fuck Barry Zuckercorn? You mean Henry Winkler? Or or are you (laughs) talking about. You can't just just fuck his character. You have to fuck him. Sorry. And then, obviously. You hating on Quest? No. So you just you just make your decisions willy nilly. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say willy nilly. You just no reasoning at all. You know what? You're done with fuck Mary Kill. Scott, it's your turn. <laughs> okay. All Scott, right. your three are. Whoa, whoa, whoa! He's gonna do the same three. You can't just switch. No, that no, 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 no. He's doing a different three. You gotta do the same three. No, no. have you ever no, played no. Fuck Mary Kill? You get different a different three. three. Oh, different. My goodness. Who do you think you are? He doesn't get. It's it's boring if you do the same three. Yeah. Here's your three. Here's your three, Scott. Yes. Andy Richter. Ooh. Uh. The gay guy on Star Trek. Uh. Takai, George Takai. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Helen Keller. <sighs> oh. <laughs> I would. Just throwing that one in there. I would. Well, to keep my. Keep my sexuality straight. I'd probably say I'd fuck Helen Keller just because I wouldn't have to hear her say anything or talk <laughs> um, about how terrible I, mean, I am at sex. Hey, oh. I, mean, if, I don't know if you're if you're into moaners. I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, that was such a uh, stupid joke. I think that was stupider than my earlier one. I don't know. Your yeah. earlier one was pretty. I forgot what it was, but go ahead. Uh, and then Mary. What after Andy Richter? Who'd you say after that? I can't remember. It was uh, uh, Anthony. George Takai. George Takai. Oh. Uh, Mary Andy Richter okay. killed George Takai. Mary Andy Richter. Is there any reasoning to that? I, I mean, uh, I, I hate to say, I mean, I'm not killing him because he's gay. I'm just killing him because... <laughs> oh. You're, you, dude, you're such a gay You just said it. You just, you said, just it. said it. You're saying you're that said nobody, it. nobody was thinking that until now. Now everybody's like, oh my god, that's right. He is totally killing him because he's gay. 
but everybody's like, oh, he's it. killing him because, you know, he likes Andy Richter. Andy Richter would be a great wife at the house, you know, making jokes all the time. So he probably just thinks, you know, George Sakai is not a husband material. But and now, Andy Richter is probably a damn good cook. Now you know? they're like, oh, my God, this kid's just a gay basher. <laughs> just a homophobe. <laughs> all right, motherfuckers. Give me Fuck, Mary Kill. And I will show you how this game is supposed to be played, even though we will never play it. We will never play this ever again. Mm-hmm. All right. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Well, okay. Okay. Fuck, Mary kill. Um, you ready? Mm-hmm. You've got John Cryer. John Cryer. Didn't we already do John Cryer? Nope. Okay. No. Good, uh, John Cryer. I really want to say this, but I feel like I know your answer is going to be obvious. Um, don't don't make any obvious. Don't make any. Obvious. Okay. Okay. What was okay. It, what so was we, it? I was going to say Kanye West, but oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not that obvious, but go ahead. <laughs> Think of a different. One. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, okay, so John Cryer, John Travolta, <laughs> and Jason Bateman. What? Jay. And Jason Statham? Bateman. Oh, Bateman. Jason Bateman. Fuck. I don't know who I should kill. John Cryer or John Travolta? Travolta. (laughs) Jason Bateman. I'm definitely marrying Jason Bateman just because I don't want to kill Jason Bateman. I like the guy. But then again, I don't really want to fuck Jason Bateman at the same time. Which sadly means I either have to fuck John Travolta or John Cryer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm definitely not fucking John Travolta. I'll kill Travolta. He's had his time on this earth. Plus, I mean, he's he's gay. I didn't say it, but uh, no. He I, supposedly he is gay though. But uh, John Cryer, man, who's I don't the homophobe now? I don't want to fuck John Cryer. I mean, he might be homosexual as well. Apparently, to Google, he very well could be. Yeah. Via auto or auto fucking complete of the week no yeah john cryer i'll fuck john cryer based solely on somehow convincing a judge that it was uh on what wasn't consensual maybe i'll i don't know somehow yeah so i can you know get that two and a half men bucks yeah i'm not over i'm not well i'm not overly impressed with my choices there i think if you would if i would have taken a little more time i can get you some better ones it's, it's right. okay. It's that happens. Right. Anthony, do you have three for me? I'll give you. Th- I'll give you three. Um, not off the top of my head now. Oh well, that's good. Think. Think. Um, how, how hard is it to think of people? <laughs> I know. I need to think of good people, though. Good okay. people. That's I'll the whole go. point of fuck Mary Kill. Is you don't think of people. You just think of like three random people. I'll go Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis. Okay. Ooh. Um, I'll go. Hmm. Let's see. Go. We'll go. Ray Lewis. We'll go. Sylvester Stallone, and we'll go. The drummer from Blink One Eighty Two. What's his name? Travis Barker. <laughs> yeah, Travis Barker. Okay. Uh, I will marry Ray Lewis. Based on the fact of, if I fuck Ray Lewis, it's going to be a bad night for Drew Terrell. 
But I mean, <laughs> it's going to be a rough time. There, you're marrying the guy, so don't you think that would come up at some point? Yeah, I'm not. No, that's the whole point of fuck Mary Hill. You're not <laughs> Pretty fucking much after. the person. You're marrying them. You f- right. now here's who I'm fucking. I'm fucking Sly Stallone. <laughs> and right. uh, I mean, hey, he started out in porn, so maybe he's a good lay. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> fair, fair enough. enough. And I'm killing Travis Barker. No, I'm not. I'm not a hater of Travis Barker or anything. But I mean, I'm not gonna fuck Travis Barker. I'm no star fucker. Well, that's why I'm fucking John Travolta. President John Travolta. I mean, he'd probably be easy. Like, he'd probably just. He's he's old. He, I don't know. He, he's probably he'll probably take it easy. Not like in his old days. I'm sure. I don't know. Back when he was the Italian stallion. You might go rocky on your ass. You gotta he be might. careful. Well, I mean, like I said, I'm definitely not fucking Ray Lewis, and there's no way I can kill Ray Lewis, so that's kind of a not a possibility. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's, that, that was our only time we're ever playing the game Fuck, Mary Gill. Because yeah. that was uh, that was all right. But uh, last thing. you got to wrap up here, and this is a long podcast, yeah. people. But uh, last, yeah. la- last thing, Scott, dpaddocks.com. Tell us what's going on with it. Uh, well, basically, you know, we uh, we looked back, and and while Rotten Frags is a great name, and if you go to .net, it does redirect you to d-paddocks.com. We kind of thought, like, Rotten Frags is great for, like, if you love first-person shooters, but what about, like, you know, sports all games. the other videos? Dude, yeah, I mean, there's a yes. huge genre of just sports nerds, like sports video game nerds, you know? And, yeah, and you're... you're and that's basically what we were thinking of because Chris, the guy who started the you know, mm-hmm. well, the other side with, basically doesn't play sports games at all. And I do. I play like you know Madden and NCAA. Yeah, yeah. And I was big holding on because of her name. Mm. I'm to get at, but I thought it was a really clever name, and that's kind of why we're holding on to it to see what else we can do with yeah, it. Dude. But uh, you know it. D Paddocks, he he. We were just sitting there one day, and actually, his brother came up with him and his brother came up with it, and he's like, like get it. He's like, get it, D Pad Addicts. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And I was mm. like, that's a great idea. And then we started doing URL searches, and we were doing D Paddocks, like Addicts, A D D A D D I C T S. Yeah. And it just didn't look right, but then it like, and actually, it was taken. Uh, we it was just parked. It wasn't being hosted or anything, mm-hmm. but it was just parked by GoDaddy. Yeah, and and he just put the X on there, and it's like holy shit. And then we that logo, you know, he came up with that, and that was, I mean, it's it just going great, really. Yeah, yeah. site looks good. Site looks awesome. And yeah. uh, what I what another uh, thing I, I was maybe thinking about doing here on Podchats is having uh, everybody from D Paddocks maybe doing maybe just a thirty minute podcast or even an hour podcast and just talking about all about D Paddocks and just uh, a whole uh, pod Podchats episode. Dedicated yeah. to, uh, we can do, and we can do, that. we can do, yeah, we can do a uh, video game talk. I mean, I'd be down for that. No, yeah, you, yeah. you know, and just uh, you know, we could, you know, tell people about I, it, and you know, yeah, I'm, I can, you know, I'll definitely give Chris uh, talk to Chris about it. Uh, I mean, I can't imagine why he'd be against it, you know, yeah. for sure. Um, I will say, just you know, little video game news for you, people there. Uh, the Battlefield 3 beta, which I've personally been hyping on the website, we've been hyping, you know, as a collective, D-Paddocks has been hyping that game since it was announced like a year ago. But uh, the beta starts a week from today, and uh, I am actually, because I reserved, I, I got 
early, I get early access, two days early access to the beta. So I'm starting on Tuesday with the Battlefield 3 beta. Uh, but definitely, if you guys are looking for something, uh, I'd say, and it's it's free beta, so you guys will be able to access it on Xbox Live and PS3 and stuff. Definitely nice. go check that out. Uh, I think it's going to be, without a doubt, I mean, it's already won, like, shooter of the year. I think it might be the game of the year. And definitely, nice. definitely, definitely going to give the Call of Duty series a run for its money, if not beat it. And well, impressed with the Call of though, in the past, the past couple yeah. of installments. But, I mean, this, this bad, the new engine they've got running for Battlefield, the destructive system, the gameplay, I mean, it's all coming from a great, great pedigree that Battlefield's developed over the years, and, and I think going to be really interesting to see how the whole sales war goes between Call of Duty and Battlefield. And uh, other than that, uh, another big one that came out, uh, Deus Ex, came out this past August. If need, I don't know if either of you are into it, but definitely worth picking up. I've definitely great- uh, yeah heard about it, and I checked out your uh, you guys' review of it. Yeah, but- yeah, it was a, it was it was uh, I, I think it was a good game. There was a couple couple things about it that frustrated me, but definitely a good game. And the art direction of it was just I mean. This may sound really nerdy, but I mean, if a video game could be beautiful, I'd pick that game to be nice that way. So that's my little video game tidbit for a while, but we will do a whole show. and No, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely uh, try to set that up. If you guys are video game fans, look for uh, maybe an episode soon that's just dedicated. We'll still obviously keep our uh, regular scheduled, hopefully mm-hmm. once a week. We kind of missed last week, but uh, regular scheduled, you know, once a week podcast, but... Uh, Scott, it's been great. Fuck, this is an hour and a half we're going on, so uh, yeah. it's been great. Sorry for going over. But, oh, yeah. dude, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Everybody better be listening to all of it, too, because if they don't listen to all of it, psh, what's the point? They're missing out. What's the point? Yeah. People tuned out like 15 minutes in, probably. But, no, I'm <laughs> of course I'm joking. But, uh, yeah. alright. Of course. Of course I'm joking. All right, now I'm just stalling out this podcast. Scott Toman, go to dpaddix.com, people, d-p-a-d-d-i-x.com. Also, you can follow Scott on Twitter, and dpaddix also has a Twitter, but Scott, uh, it's just Scott Toman, correct? Yep. Keep it simple, baby. Keeping it simple, like Drew Terrell, at Drew Terrell on Twitter. That is my Twitter name. I have nothing coming up for me. If you guys, uh, I I recommend, we didn't get to talk about it, but uh, checking out a couple of movies, uh, I saw three movies recently. Uh, Bridesmaids, mm-hmm. decent movie, decent movie. Nothing, you know, nothing special, but it was definitely a great movie, especially for girls. Uh, honestly, I can say that I'm, I'm sure women will just absolutely love that movie. Do or should do love that movie slash if they haven't seen it, will. Bridesmaids was good. Uh, I saw Red State, which was uh, Kevin Smith's horror movie. You know, completely horror movie, and it's very unique, extremely unique. Pretty good movie. But uh, from an artistic standpoint, it's it's like great, you know, from a you know directing and editing kind of standpoint. And then we the don't other... even get that stuff out here. Red State. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you. No, no, it's all right. And then the uh, other movie I watched was uh, Conan O'Brien Can't Stop, which is his do- excuse me, and dropping a nickel, which is his uh, documentary that he did after the Jay Leno thing. It's a, based on uh, it's about his tour that he does. And it's uh, it's an honest side of Conan O'Brien, that's for sure. Uh, it's it's right after it happens. I mean, and Conan it, Conan's like it's it's it's, it's kind of nice to see a, a different side of Conan, like the actual side of Conan, as opposed to like his kind of stage persona. 
they're similar, mm-hmm. but I mean, obviously, it's different. So it's it's kind of cool to see. But anyways, check that out, uh, Anthony. How's the how are the books coming? Man, <laughs> too, too busy, too busy. I haven't been able to get into the books. Anthony has been extremely busy uh, updating stuff on the website. So oh my goodness, this guy. <laughs> By the way, people, on podcast.com, one last thing to uh, promote, check out my football picks. I'm terrible. First week, I was 4-11-1. I do based on odds. First week, I was 4-11-1. Last week, I was 5-10-1. Maybe I'll go 6-9-1 this week. But uh, check them out. I do them just because they're fun. And uh, UFC fights on Saturday, Jones vs. Rampage. I'm going to be doing fight predictions on that as well. You can find all that shit on podchats.com. Anthony will be writing his Little Wayne, the Carter 4 review <laughs> when it is inducted into the Hall of Fame in 20 years. One of these days. One of in these 20 days. Years. So uh, look for that never. Uh, <laughs> follow Anthony at Anthony underscore post. I feel like more if you guys are only on Facebook and not on Twitter... You guys keep bitching for no reason about the changes. If you're really pissed off, come over to Twitter. Come to the Twitter. Come to the tweets. Tweet, tweet. But, all right, that officially ends the podcast. Me saying tweet, tweet really is ending this podcast. <laughs> this is a uh, song that I'm putting in as I speak. So uh, listen to it, enjoy it, bask in it. We'll love to have you on podcasts next week. Bye. Oh, here we go. On born days, I used to blow out the candles And every Saturday, watch cartoons at noon And then I switched to Ralph and Daniels I was making up a miracle flow Over a cereal bowl and a poor beat from my stereo Rhyme stronger than Popeye with the spinach out Gangster like the frog or courageous cat and minute mouse yeah. Baby, I'm tripping and it's just a cartoon of you But I got chills when I heard I'm doing flip the Scooby-Doo and I might be bugging, but it seemed to me that cartoons be realer than reality TV. They inspire my decision to be open and listen, but folks got it all twisted like a yoga position. Like, in order to spit it dope, you gotta have a criminal past, similar to the cast, the different tropes. Me and my people break bread, sit and smoke the conversation, rich, but that depend on what you consider broke. I draw on anything for inspiration, a fond memory, a piece of paper, walls, and a train station. It's just that I'm old school like that, roll that rap over souls like that. It's just that I'm old school like that Roll that rap over soul who's like that old school, y'all. It's just that I'm old school like that Roll that rap over soul who's like that and we'll be right back after these messages Fellas, grab your nutsacks, cheeks, squeeze your breasts When all that grown is still funny Like going to the store on your own with rainbow money Since then had an insane flow, sunny. Walking to the corner, rhyming in the rain, nose runny Break dancing, maybe ten Bummy is when sub-rock would run up handspring Arabian summy, ooey Like a Hong Kong fooey kick Or a weekend afternoon karate movie flick Slept good, no justice, no peace Woody kept it hood, he never discussed it with police Shot the fair one, nobody ran to get the gat Or felt they had to put it up in their raps to set it fat And since when lyrical skills had to do with killing the cat What type of chitlins is that? The supervillain has the bat, hydrotonic Whoever willing to ride, provide raw chronic It's just that I'm old school like that Roll that rap over souls like that it's just that I'm old school like that. Roll that rap over soul who's like that. It's just that I'm old school like that. Roll that rap over soul who's like that. It's just that I'm old school like that. Roll that rap over soul who's like that. Yeah.